You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, your host, coming at you from the Fargo studio right here in downtown Fargo between the railroad tracks and the cathedral. Yes, where faith meets life, right here on Real Presence Radio. I'd like to thank Carol Kling from the Diocese of Rapid City. She was on last half hour talking about host abortive healing and specifically Rachel's Vineyard Retreats. They're having one October 1st, October 1st through 3rd. You can give her a call at 605-374-5639 if you are interested, if the Holy Spirit is calling you. Well, coming up, I mean, right now, as a matter of fact, we have Father Josh Eli on the phone. Welcome, Father. Hey, great to be with you. Thank uh, thanks you. for being here. We also have John Berger on the phone. Hello. Wonderful. Glad to be here. That's great. That's great. So go to the poor, and there you will find God. Father Eli, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then maybe clue our listeners on on who said this and why. Okay. Well, we are uh, we're out here in Bismarck, beautiful Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm currently the uh, rector of our beautiful cathedral here in Bismarck, and have been for just coming up on two years. So in December of 2019, uh, I was called home from Rome, where I'd been working in uh, the Vatican Office of Evangelization of Peoples, and um, I was blessed to spend time in Rome, which really kind of uh, drew me closer to the Holy Father and, and and the message that he was conveying, and with particular regard uh, to the poor. Mm-hmm. And uh, those who've been to Rome know it's a constant encounter. Us in North Dakota, we we uh, were a bit more removed from that reality, probably just partly due to the weather and uh, and uh, you know economic uh, situation here, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, so that's that was that's where I came from. That's kind of what informed uh, me a little bit on, on on how we are to to approach the poor and how we are to encounter you know, the Lord in them. That's great. That's so. great. John, share a little bit about yourself for our listeners. Well, I'm a parishioner at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit here in Bismarck. Uh, have the pleasure of getting to work with Father Eli quite a bit, which I really enjoy through. St. Vincent de Paul, and of course St. Vincent de Paul is the one who uh, had the quote, go to the poor and there you will find God. There you go. And so, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I've, I've been involved with our um, Cathedral Conference of St. Vincent de Paul for a couple years now. And um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. That sounds great. No, it kind of reminds me, gentlemen, of uh, the St. Vincent de Paul quote of, you know, remember St. Lawrence, right, when the Roman ruler said... Uh, Bring to me the treasures of the church. And what did he bring? He brought the poor. Right? And, oh, yeah. and that's so wonderful. Right. Yeah. Well, Father Eli, I know you've got a great commitment to service of the poor. Uh, and St. Vincent de Paul, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But what experiences did you have specifically that really helped, you know, form that, yes, God is calling me to serve those in need in this way? Great, great question. Uh, certainly uh, was my time. In Rome, I spent uh, on and off about 11 years. I was there as a seminarian in the middle 2000s and then went back to finish uh, some grad studies uh, right after Pope Francis was elected and then went back again and worked at the Vatican for a number of years. So I was in constant contact, and I was walking through the streets, and then the last five, six years was living right downtown, right at what uh, some may know as the Casa Santa Maria, uh, stone's throw from the Trevi Fountain. 
So there was, it was this, the constant interaction and being challenged each day when I looked in the faces of the poor, being challenged uh, to answer the question, what, what am I to do? And when you're that much, uh, you're kind of bombarded uh, in the soul that way with that constant question that really caused me to reflect. And during that time, obviously, Pope Francis has made churches always uh, was, uh, had a deep love for the poor because Jesus did. But he's made it um, a consistent talking point. And so as I was there, and particularly working at the Vatican, uh, I needed to read and kept kept up to speed on what he was writing because we would draft homilies and things for the cardinals. And uh, so I was very much exposed to his writing. And I remember one particular moment where he said, you know, as he has before, about, about not judging. And um, there was that common question about, well, I, I can't give to this poor person, you know, and the way my excuse would be. Well, they're just gonna they're just gonna buy some, you know some of that cheap boxed wine and probably uh, defile themselves of that, and that was one of the ways that I, I let my conscience off the hook because I said, well, they're going to use it for something evil, uh, therefore I, I shouldn't be giving. And really, it was a, it was an escape for me to not have to deal with the reality of of emptying out my wallet a little bit, detaching myself or whatever. It be. Even though it was good intention, I didn't want any further harm. But at some point, Pope Francis says, we're not to judge in those moments. Uh, we are to give insofar as we're able, but not uh, to pass judgment. Um, because the simple act of giving, even if they use it for something else, is still an act of love. And even if they receive a small part of that act of love, that may put them on the road uh, to health. Or it may just bring them and keep them in a certain experience, because indifference is the plague of the poor, probably throughout the world, very much so in Rome. Thousands of people walk by them every day, and they don't even get a glance. So his challenge to us, and I took it very much to heart, was, no, uh, give as you can. Don't worry about what they're going to do with it. Obviously, we pray for them, Mm -hmm. uh, because that's an act of love that they need to receive insofar as they're able. And then he said, and by the way, those of us that have, we have a need to give. Mm-hmm. constant need to give. And it was a real moment for me of conversion as I walked the street. I just kind of had to sigh and say, okay, I need to at least stop, acknowledge, give them what I can if it's a second of my time, uh, but to really remove <clears throat> judgment from that moment. Uh, because as you know, said and elsewhere, many great saints, you know, they're everywhere. Uh, they enable us to discover the new ways, in new ways, the true face of the Father, so to see um, the love of God still uh, residing there no matter what. So that was a profound moment <clears throat> that kind of changed my perspective on how do I deal with the tens and twenties or hundreds of, of, of God's poor that I would uh, encounter daily in my, my years in Rome. We were talking with Father Josh Eli, Rector of the Cathedral of Holy Spirit in Bismarck, North Dakota. You know, Father, a couple things come to mind. My wife and I were in Rome actually a few years ago, and, and as you were talking, I said, yes, I, everything you're saying is just rings so true to what we said. And we don't, even in Bismarck, even in Fargo, where I live, you know, you don't have to look far if your eyes are open and your heart is open to see the mm-hmm. poor all around us. And one of the things that really comes to mind, Father, you talk about Pope Francis. I mean, th- you know, if you talk to me, Tim, what are one, you know, two or three things that Pope Francis has really hit on? This is a big one, right? I mean, he, didn't he also, a few years ago, didn't he proclaim like a world day of the poor? Hasn't he welcomed people literally into the Vatican, uh, you know, for, for the necessities of life? Ta- talk a little bit about those things. Well, that's right, and I don't remember which, which year it was, but there was um, 
yeah, there were some initiatives to actually have, have barbers um, and some showers mm-hmm. put in, in particular mm-hmm. so that the poor would have a, a home. And, uh, yeah, it was probably in the early days of his pontificate. I don't remember the exact time, but you're right. There were some very clear initiatives. Um, and then the the um, and the, you know, the papal um, cardinal assigned to, to work with the poor, actually the gentleman was, 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 was made a cardinal and and is given uh, kind of free reign to go out and encounter the, the Pope as a great guy. So, yeah, there's some very distinct initiatives uh, that he enacted in his pontificate to to kind of back up, and he's, he doesn't just give wordplay to actually back up what what he's saying and take us to the next level. You know, right. uh, we can always do we can always do more, and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he's been doing that. Right. That kind of takes us to the Epistle of James, right, chapter 2, which we've been reading right now. What good is it if you say, you know, be well-fed, go have fun, you know, but you don't help them, right? Faith without works yeah. is dead, and he's really having an act of faith in that way. Well, Father, another thing, uh, go to the poor where you will find God. Uh, we talk about that. Talk a little bit about the theology behind that and the reality of this quotation. Good. And, you know, St. Vincent obviously uh, had, a, had a great insight, uh, St. Vincent de Paul, on it. Um, and I think, you know, it's probably boring a little bit from Pope Francis, a little more familiar with him, but how, you know, discovering in new ways the true face of the Father uh, in that poverty, you know, and that poverty, as it, theologically for us, is always an invitation uh, to remember uh, who we are, right? So I see the poor person, there is, that's me. I mean, I have my own poverty. Mm-hmm. Even if I have material wealth, we're all in a state uh of, of deep poverty, we cannot save ourselves. We cannot generate joy in our own lives. Uh, these are all gifts, and we are all receptive, need to be receptive to these gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gift of sanctifying grace, receiving the love of others. And so as it's so tangible in giving to the poor who sit there and are, you know, a sacramental of, of the reality of all of us spiritually, it can be a concrete reminder and so of, of the need for God that not only rests, you know, in the, in the poor person sitting there um, in tattered clothes or whatever, but that is actually the, the truest state of, of the soul of Father Josh Hila is, I'm, I'm, I'm as poor uh, as that person. I can't save myself. I can't do much for us. I'm, I'm dependent on others and, above all, on God's grace. So... I think there's a theology in that of, of, a, of a deep understanding of, of our identity. And then in that, seeing God as, we, you know, we are these poor beggars, you know, think of the prodigal son, then understanding in relationship to God the Father. He doesn't look at us just as, oh, you poor thing, let me give you some bread. He looks and says, you're my son, you're my daughter, and I'm going to embrace you. Uh, and then ask us to do the same, to, to view them and their identity as sons and daughters, uh, I think through the same lens. And that's how we are to, to see a face of God, I believe, in them, and understand ourselves more profoundly in our deep, deep, deep spiritual need uh, for God in everything, no matter how wealthy uh, or, or, or theologically trained we are. Mm, so true. Father Josh Heli, again, the rector at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. You know, two things come to mind when you, when you share that, Father. The first one, talking about our identity, Isaiah 43, 1, right? Fear not, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. That, that, that just really brings to heart. And when I try to look at everyone, that, that's, when I look at my wife, that's God's daughter. When I look at my son, that's yeah. God's son. You know, they're not mine. God has given me this wonderful treasure. One of his sons, one of his daughters to love. What a high calling. And of course, then seeing that in, as St. Vincent de Paul and as you're talking about, in the poor. 
The spiritual poverty, Mother Teresa, right? So when she comes to the West, especially the United States, she says, in the United States, I see the greatest poverty in the world. People go, what? Spiritual poverty. You talked yeah. about that so well. We all need God. And sometimes when material things get in the way, don't they? Oh, so easily. Mm-hmm. Yep. So easily. And that's why you talked about in Rome or whatever it is, giving, right? Whether it's giving of ourselves with time, with talent, with treasure, it makes us more open to God, right? And more loving and giving to others. Absolutely. And Jesus said, no, you always have the poor with you. Um, and I think, you know, another one of those takeaways was um, probably Pope Francis, I think, in some way, shape, or form. It said, you know, in, in fact, uh, we need, we, those of us who have means, mm-hmm need the material poor more than they need us. Yeah. Right? We need the opportunity to give. Uh, they are taken care of. You know, if we, if we think of it, look at the, 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 the last will be first, the first will be last, the way Jesus speaks of the love for the poor, Lazarus at the door, it, that he's going to have his own way to take care of them yeah. uh, spiritually, right? Absolutely. Uh, that we need them more than they need us in the sense of our potential growth in, in understanding the realities of God uh, and poverty. There's potential uh, for greater good in me in serving the poor than there is in the in the poor being served by me if I give them three euro or you know they come in and we give them a night stay in the in the, in the hotel. Great, uh, but I need that. The parish needs that that avenue to to empty itself. Mm. As we talk, you know, about Saint Vincent de Paul, we the parish needs that more than 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 the, than the, than the poor simply need. Uh, a night stay at America's Best Value Inn. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. That self-emptying, of course. People open up their Bible, read <laughs> Philippians 2. They're self-emptying, right? <laughs> We're talking mm-hmm. with Father Absolutely. Josh Heli and John Berger about St. Vincent de Paul. When we come back after the break, we'll continue. You're listening to, uh, to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started.
SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Welcome back to our final segment here on Real Presence Live this morning. My name is Tim Mosey, your host, coming at you from the Fargo Studios. We're having a great, great conversation with Father Josh Heli, who is the rector of the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in Bismarck, North Dakota, and John Berger, one of his parishioners who is deeply involved with St. Vincent de Paul. Yeah, you might remember we talked to John at the beginning, haven't heard much from him. We haven't forgotten about you, John, though. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Father, you did touch John a is, John is a force to be reckoned with here at the cathedral. I, so, I uh, love it. He's a humble man, but he serves uh, like you can't believe. Well, that's great. Well, as you know, and our listeners, that the humble, that, that's who God raises. So his force comes from his humility, and God raises him up, right? Amen. That's great. Amen. Well, John, let's talk a little bit, because you've been you know uh, involved with this a long time. You know, Specifically at the Bismarck-Mandan area, and it supports multiple parishes. Tell us a little bit about... Um, the, your experience there with the St. Vincent de Paul Conference? Well, just kind of picking up on what, the, you know, the conversation we were having earlier, I, I think, you know, the, what St. Vincent de Paul has allowed me to do is just to try to see Christ in every in every person. I think that that's an easy um, thing for us to, to say, but it's a much more difficult thing to actually do. And, you know, through... Through working with St. Vincent de Paul, I think it really it really helps to take a person out of their comfort zone. I know that we all like to work within our comfort zone. Um, certainly, there are a lot of challenges when you're working with people in many different you know circumstances with many different material needs and physical needs that they have in their lives. But staying in our comfort zone, I think, really prevents us from growing, and so. Um, I think often and of uh, Monsignor Shea's book on um, from Christendom to Apostolic Mission. To me, Saint Vincent de Paul is really there was one part of the book that that Monsignor talked about about living the Christian adventure, um, which which he talked about being much more than a sense to a set of doctrinal truths, but to actually live this daily adventure that arises from the encounter with Christ. And, and if, if that encounter with Christ is in the poor, and when that encounter with Christ is in the poor, it, it can really be a beautiful and amazing thing that, that can happen. And so that's, that's been one of the experiences that, that I've had. And I've had such a, I'm also very active with the Knights of Columbus, and one of the wonderful things has been to see men coming together uh, from Knights of Columbus to help somebody, perhaps, um, who's in need. So, for instance, we had a woman who um, was being evicted from her home. She was experiencing many difficulties in her life. And here we had eight men show up with two trailers, and she was in such great need. And before we started helping her, we prayed with her, and she just cried. She was she was so moved by that, and and yet I think that those of us who were there were probably more, we got more out of it than certainly she did. And that's just one example of how I think, you know, like Father was talking about, that we're all, 
spiritually poor. We all we're, we're all physically we're all poor. We all need um, you know we all need different things in our lives, and oftentimes those material things aren't really the things that are going to bring us much peace. That's so true. A talk with John Berger and Father Josh Heli about uh, Saint Vincent de Paul. Yeah, it, it just totally was ringing in my mind, right, Father? Your quote about the the rich, the the material rich, need the poor more than they need us. Why? Because they bring us and focus us to the spiritual riches, right, that are above, yeah. far above the material ones. And yeah, isn't that the end of that with, with the Lazarus, the rich man in Lazarus? He mm-hmm. is crying out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From his, you know, torment, crying out to the poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and just wishing that, obviously, things have been different. So, But I just want to add uh, to, to John's beautiful words, something that, that stirred me, struck me in a, in a, and moved me in a beautiful way with St. Vincent de Paul and its particular mission, you know, um, and how it is responding to this call to move from Christendom to apostolic, to move to move from, hey, we're the church, uh, we're the Catholic church, we're the one true church, and this is all good. Here we are, okay, with big, beautiful buildings. We have a beautiful white cathedral here. Uh, come and get us, you know. Come here if you need anything, and we'll take care of you, which I think... You know, when the, in, the, in the age of Christendom, you can do that, and people know where to come. Now, with St. Vincent de Paul, what, I, what so stirred me from the first moments I became aware of it and its mission is kind of what John was saying, is that we will come to you. You can call in, and that's all you have to do. We don't even have an office. You know, we have an office, but they don't, there's no place that you call in. We will call you back, and we will come to you. We will go out, uh, which is the mission of the Church is not, you know, to sit back and help people that come to them. That's a part of it. Uh, but first and foremost was that call to go out, and Pope Francis reiterates this you know, every time he gets a chance, I think, to speak. Uh, and that St. Vincent Paul is doing that, saying, you know, you have needs. We'll come to you. Uh, we will sacrifice our time, give of our time. Uh, and that, and how that is, right, takes, as John said, takes us out of our comfort zone. Uh, but then it gives them the experience of, here to here, Christ is coming to me. And then there's this meeting between Christ and the poor and Christ and uh, in in, in those who serve the poor. And so, phenomenal work by John and the crew here at, at our St. Vincent Paul Cathedral Conference, uh, going on really following the radical gospel uh, uh, proclamation and command. I really appreciate that two things come to mind. The Great Commission, right? Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. It didn't say sit around and they'll come to you. I love how St. Vincent de Paul goes forth. And, of course, uh, Pope Francis always telling us, go to the margins. Go. Go to the marginalized. And that's exactly what you're doing. John, any final thoughts? Well, one final thought is that one of the ways that people can help locally here in our uh, in our Bismarck Mandan Conference of St. Vincent de Paul is we have a uh, we have an annual and all St. Vincent de Paul conferences do uh, we have our annual walk for the poor. It is going to be Sunday, October the third at four p.m. here at Saratoma Park. And for more information, folks can go to SVDP, so St. Vincent de Paul, SVDPBismarck.org, and they can register for that walk. Um, We're going to have a picnic served by the Knights of Columbus afterward, and it'll be a great opportunity to learn more about St. Vincent de Paul and just uh, have a good time. Wonderful. Thanks again so much for that event. Father, any final thoughts? Yeah. uh, With regard to serving the poor, we just, just do it. We just need to do it if we're not, um, and all of us can, can do more in our parishes and in our lives. Um, seeing people on the off-ramp, uh, and if you have a St. Vincent de Paul conference near you, 
sign up, help them out. They need help uh, because it's good, challenging work. But for those who are, are called, it's, it's extremely rewarding. So be generous. And uh, yeah, God will always be generous with us. Oh, so well put. Great words to end on. Father Josh Heli and John Berger, thanks so much for what you do for the poor. And God bless you in your work. Thanks for what you do. Appreciate right. it. Thanks for your time. You betcha. Thanks so much. Wow. So, Eli, this is a e- producer, Eli. <laughs> that that That's the show. That's two hours. That was crazy fast. That's a wrap. Yeah. Went, uh, went pretty good. A lot of good, uh, really interesting segments there, especially uh, Father Tapa whole check there at the beginning. I think that's definitely a segment that people will want to pull the podcast up. Exactly. And of course, we should remind our listeners, if anyone you know wants anything, they can certainly uh, pull the podcast, which will be up what, later today, maybe, or tomorrow. Yeah, it should be up uh, this afternoon. Um and if it doesn't get up this afternoon, it'll be up tomorrow mm-hmm. for sure. One can... of the one of the many things that you do here, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do the podcast occasionally. Therese does it most of the time. Oh, okay. Well, we'll give credit where credit's due. <laughs> well, this, of course, isn't the only show we have. We have other shows coming up, don't we, Eli? Yeah, we absolutely do. Before I uh, do a preview of the next show, mm-hmm. just want to remind folks, of course, you can find those podcasts at realpresenceradio.com through, of course, the Real Presence Radio app. And you can also find them on your favorite podcast platform. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, any of those places that you go to look for podcasts, if you search for Real Presence Live or Real Presence Radio, you should be able to find them there. Yep. You might have to dig a little bit, but they're and, there. And if I have any problem, I'll just ask my four-year-old son, who knows a lot more about this stuff than I do. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That works. Anyway, we've got another great show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer, coming to you live from our Grand Fork Studios. They'll start off the show visiting with Nancy Gord and Father William Slattery, getting a Catholic perspective on G.K. Chesterton's comical futurist fantasy. Plus, it's Straight Talk with Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer at 9.30. Get your questions ready for them. And Father Gerard Braun of the Diocese of Fargo will join us to talk about how the diocese is honoring first responders. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Hey, thanks, Eli. I'd like to thank my guest, Father Tad, about, of course, National Catholic Bioethics coming October 9th. Jody and Jenny for their... Uh, post-abortive messages, Carol Kling, who's post-abortive healing with Rachel's Vineyard, and of course, Father Josh Heli and John Berger with St. Vincent de Paul. So until next time, please remember to practice your faith every day. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.